Hi everyone, welcome to Men's Wear by a Woman's podcast at season two. Here come the men and my next guest is from CAD and the Dandy, James Leeter, who is the founder and the owner of the brand and it's a bespoke tailors and shirt makers in Savaro, the city and New York and Stockholm. And I'm sure everyone knows who CAD and the Dandy is. James, welcome to Men's Wear by a Woman podcast, season two. Thanks very much for having me. Brilliant. How are you doing? Are you all right? Yeah, great. It's a busy time for us in Savaro. We're just about to open up our new shop here. So, um, wow. you know, I seem to constantly be having a mop and bucket around me and uh, <laughs> spend my life dusting. But, uh, you know, the, the end is, near, is nearly here. Brilliant. How did it all begin, James, in menswear? Um, well, my family had always sort of been involved in the, the cloth sort of side of the, of the, of the trade. Right, um, and that was that was my sort of first sort of you know leanings into 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 sort of tailoring. And I remember my 16th birthday, I was offered uh, uh, I could choose at my present to either have a BMX or a bespoke suit made. Um, and I and I, and I <laughs> probably regret now, but I chose I chose the bespoke suit. But I was like, you know, I should have been the 16 year old child that had the, had had the BMX and had some fun in the sun. But um, I, that was the uh, that that was the beginning in uh, you know the the slippery slope into menswear and was the bespoke um, suit um how what was the bespoke suit like um it, well i i really sort of overgunned it and packed myself as a six-year-old boy and had a really obnoxious pinstripe suit um which you know i think i wore about four times was like you know i just can't quite pull this off um but you know everyone has to go through that and make the wrong decision before they make the right decision. Not just on bespoke suits, but on their you know, style. Everything's a bit of an experiment. Until you find out who you are and how you want to dress. And it's a great, you know, it's a great sort of journey to, uh, you know, to go on. And it was made by this fantastic tailor in, in Leicester, which unfortunately isn't going anymore, but it's just a great experience, you know, to sort of go through and see the suit being made and, and coming out the other side. With the Cad and, Dand- Cad and the Dandy brand, right, hmm. when did you actually thought, yeah, I want to do this? I want to go and get this brand uh, and start a brand. I think it, was, it was probably the, the end of 2006. Um, right. And Ian, my business partner, and I spent about a year in, you know, just general sort of research and development and working out what it was we wanted to try and achieve. Yeah. Um, sourcing suppliers, sourcing makers and all that sort of stuff. So we put an incredible amount of research in before we actually sort of pulled the trigger to, to put the website live and to see customers. Um, so yeah, it was t- 2006 and we officially opened in uh, 2008. Right. And how's it going for so far? I, you know, it's amazing. It's such a cliche to say, but you know, no two days ever, ever are the same. And the, the fun projects that we get to work on and it, it, you know, it's fulfilling a sort of childhood dream in many ways. You know, I'm working on some films that I grew up watching wow. and now I'm making the clothes for those actors, for those films. And it's, it's just, you know, it's, it's fantastic to be given that opportunity and the breadth of customers that we have and the range of garments we produce just makes it every day so exciting. How do you begin with the creative stuff, the creative ideas of menswear for the brand? 
Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it, I guess it all comes down to what you want your aesthetic to be. And mm. ours has always been, you know, we want, we're trying to create a classic English tailoring company that's just a bit more sort of modern. So, you know, we do, especially in our ready-to-wear, we're, which we're still making by hand, the same as we would our bespoke stuff. We're just doing it all a lot softer. So we're doing, you know, very unstructured jackets, almost no shoulder pads, and just, just making everything comfortable. And I think that's, I mean, that's part of the COVID thing that everyone's wanting to dress casually nowadays, um, or comfortably, I should say. Um, but then flip side of that, the bespoke stuff is still making our sort of, you know, really elegant, classic power suit that will stand you in good stead for whatever, you know, life opportunity presents itself to you. Do you think, you know how um, the pandemic and everything happened and a lot of people aren't going into the office wearing suits? Do you think yeah. suits are actually only for weddings and funerals? Do you know, I really hope not. And actually, it's, it's yeah. a weird thing to sort of say, but actually it's much easier to wear a suit than almost anything else because you just make one choice. Yeah. The trousers and jacket come as one. Yeah. Whereas if, if you wear separates, you actually have to give so much more thought to your outfit. But also, if you wear a blue suit, you can wear that three or four days a week. Yeah. And, but if you, again, you're wearing separates, you kind of have to change your outfit every single day of the week. So in some ways, wearing a suit is the easy option. I think that the problem is there have just been too many bad suits out there for too long <laughs> that people have sort of rejected wanting to wear them. Like, who generally, I'm get shot by someone for saying this, but like, who generally wants to wear a Moss Bros suit? You know, it's just, we, you know, hopefully, I want everyone to aspire to look better for themselves. And, um, and you know, that's, that's been our sort of whole ethos. It's like, you know, we don't have to have a, a suit that costs £6,000 to make you look great. You know, the, the, the yeah. prices come with a factor of many things and it doesn't always determine quality. And so if we, can, if we can make our suits that are just a bit more affordable and try and get them out to as, you know, as many people as we can and see a diverse range of customers, then, you know, our sort of aesthetic, you know, is, is, is always sort of constantly refining itself. Um, rather than just sticking with that sort of age-old customer that's always traditionally walked through the door, we're constantly getting new customers coming through the door and, and, and challenging us and saying, well, look, what about this? Let's do that. Let's do this. And it's, it's, it's a great journey for, you know, for, for all of us. Has it changed much from the day you started till now? Um, yeah, I'm, yeah, well, it has, I suppose, in the sense that, you know, in the early days, most of our customers were... Um, you know, city folk and lawyers and, and, and that yeah. sort of stuff. And now we do a lot more in the, in the, the creative fields. Um, so, we, I mean, obviously, you know, especially in New York, we still haven't, you know, everybody seems to be a lawyer in, in New York. Um, so we still have, you know, that sort of traditional customer. But, you know, we also have people that just want a jacket to go out on Friday night, not necessarily to go to work. In. Is there a lot of difference between the New York and London? dressing sense um i'd say in new york they're probably brave on cloth choices but more conservative oh, yeah. on styling which is slightly contradictory but in america people will have far more have uh, an open mind to having huge glen checks or plaids as they call them or you know yeah. interesting yeah. fun things whereas an english guy is a much more sort of subdued palette right okay but you know we'll, we'll experiment more with styling and you know the pell types or pocket angles and all this stuff whereas yeah. in america it's you know it's very classic styling, but with more interesting gloss. Do you think there's more colour coming in to menswear? Because I've, I've been looking at a lot of menswear stuff and a um, lot of menswear products, and it seems like men are starting to wear more colour. I think, I think men can be a bit more confident nowadays to sort of have a range of things. You know, I remember going back to those early days when we started in 2008, I remember we made our first green suit. 
Wow. And Ian and I were just kind of like, the guy's ordered a green suit. What's what's that about? And now I think it's one of our best-selling color choices for a suit. Green is wicked. But, you know, 10 years ago, mm-hmm. no one was wearing a green suit. And all of a sudden, it's, you know, well, I say all of a sudden, the last couple of years, it's, you know, it's been huge. But, you know, lots more sort of autumnal tones and, and, and all those sorts of things. You know, people are having suits made in rather than just, you know, your classic navies and greys. I mean, I remember making a suit, right, in yellow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yellow yeah, suit, right, <laughs> in moleskin. And um, this was at college, and I made – and it was a collection based on jazz. I'm a great yeah. fan of jazz, right? And I made mm. this um, yellow suit with a purple shirt. Punchy. And it was like, whoa, hold on. <laughs> hold on. Do you still wear it? No, it's not for me. It was for a man. So okay, okay. it was well, um, well, it. because um, coming from uh, menswear, I did my menswear and then I went to Central St. Martin's, did my menswear there, then went to the Royal College, did my menswear yeah. there. So it's uh, it's really weird how my, um, you know, it changed a lot. My menswear collection was absolutely, when I yeah. look at my portfolio, I'm thinking I must have been on something <laughs> to do something like <laughs> yeah. that. It was just absolutely yeah, that's, crazy. That's- that's the, that's the fun, though, sort of, you know, doing things at university is that you can sort of push the boat out Absolutely. and come up with sort of more conceptual ideas, right? Fantastic. One of the first, well, the, the, the first item I ever had made up was also yellow moleskin. I had some yellow moleskin trousers. Oh, wow. Which became, well, I think it was about 14 or something. Taylor Harrigan made those for me. And uh, I think I was still wearing them about 20 years later. They were absolutely wicked. wicked yeah. Trousers. And I think the colour yellow is um, suits a lot of men. Suits a lot of yeah. men, you know, and I always think when I'm actually doing designs and all that stuff, I always think, you know, just push the boundaries of color, which is quite nice. Yeah, exactly. To see and that. Drakes have always been, you know, yeah, good at that. exactly. And um, you know, they've been doing, you know, yellow uh, striped Oxford shirts and, and introducing color in and, you know, just making it, you know, perhaps some might view it as a bit more of a courageous choice. But, you know, I think actually, you know, a right amount of color can really lift outfits and, you know, makes you confidence for you. Has it been very hard trying to set up a business, James? Well, setting up a business is incredibly hard. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's the same as setting up this new shop we're going through. There's just, you know, it feels like a never-ending project in some respects. And, you know, you constantly refine, constantly tweak, and constantly try and improve things. But at some point, you have to press the go live button. Um, <laughs> and it was, you know, it's an amazingly rewarding process to go through. Yeah. Um, you know, to get... Um, you know, off the ground and get and get things up and running. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, I mean, I'd recommend it to you know to, to anyone. How are you doing? How are you doing? Good to see you. Um, I'd recommend it to anyone. Obviously, it's you know not for the faint-hearted, and you end up working sort of you know eighteen-hour days every day, single day of the week. And you know, I'm whatever twelve years into this business, and I'm still working six six days a week. And and uh, you know, I'm I'm still at work now. It's seven o'clock, and I'll definitely be here for another couple of hours. Well, it's it's a, it's hard work, but it's worth it. Oh yes, it's super rewarding, and um, yeah, I'm super lucky to have such a great team, you know, working with us. Um, yeah. Because you know, it's, it, you know, a tailoring shop's never about one person. It's you know, it's no, very much exactly. it's very much about a team. You know, it's a, it's a team approach, and it requires a team of people to uh, you know to put a garment together. Yeah. as it does to sort of, you know, create a business and, and create a brand and a vision. Exactly. And I think any business you're in, right, it's the people that make the business. I always believe yeah. that. Exactly. You know, and if, you, if the exactly. people are great exactly. and, and if the leader's great, you know, then you know that business is going to make it very, very big. What's your favourite exactly. style, James? My favourite style? Yeah. 
Um, well, I'm very bad at dressing casually, but you know, sort of just really sort of laid back. So it's definitely not, you know, sneakers and tracksuit bottoms. I just do you like tracksuit bottoms? How I sort of go about that process. I, I, you know, I sort of tend to sort of wear the same thing seven days a week. I, I live in my loafers and love, you know, corduroy, you know, moleskin trousers, and you know, love wearing a suit at the weekend. Um, so I've just, I'm, I'm one of those sort of classic English, English dresses, really. What's, um, what's your least favourite stuff in menswear? Um, and matching tracksuit bottoms and top. Yeah. yeah. I just, I just, you know. It just doesn't. Yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not my vibe. You know, one day maybe I'll see the lights and realise that comfort is total king. But up until that point, I'm happy wearing a, a collar and shunning the t-shirt. Well, I've, I was having this conversation with Ben, actually, from Benjamin. From um, He used to work at, he used to be the manager at Drake's. And we was having yeah, a conversation yeah. about white socks. And I said, that is one thing I can't stand is men wearing white socks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah just, exactly. And with those well, you know, flip-flops, it's, it's, oh, my God. Yeah. What oh, is yeah, it with sandals. those sandals and those, oh, it's just like every time you yeah. see that, you just think, come on, no. <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly, enough of that. Exactly. Just Some things just shouldn't be done. Exactly, especially that, you know. Exactly. Who's your favourite? I just don't dare stop them in the street and tell them. Yeah, exactly. Well, you want to. And you just think, what yeah, is going on here? To, yeah. <laughs> what yeah. is going on yeah. here? Yeah. It was like, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Don't do this, you know, because you're never going to make it with that. <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know. Um, who would you say is um, dresses really well nowadays in men's? Um. Do you know what I think? There's well, there there are people that dress well, but the problem is that a lot of a lot of you know famous actors and um, artists that you know they get they get dressed, so they're constantly being given different different outfits for you know different award ceremonies or, or whatever. That they they almost sort of don't find their sort of style. I think Johnny oh. Depp when he was younger was so yeah. elegantly dressed, and he's sort of now gone sort of you know overtly sort of quite punk rock and. You know, he could have been one of those guys, but that went down like Kerry Grant, just being super, you know, elegant of his of his sort of time. Um, so I don't know; it's, it's cliche to say, but I kind of, and you know, my clothes don't necessarily represent all of those sort of things because I wanted them not to be as sort of stiff and formal. But the old guys just owned it because they sort of developed their own style by wearing yeah. sort of the same things day in day out and, and learning their styles. Um, whereas you know, I think lots of people today just put on the suit that has been given to them by whichever brand. Yeah, true. Because I, I, I agree with you there, actually, because I can't, I can't figure out, even till today, I can't say who's my favourite person who dresses really well. And celebrities, I don't think I can come up with someone. Um, what's your favourite? Um, you, you talk about films and all that stuff. What is your favourite yeah. films that you would say that has the most amazing style of menswear? The old, the old school bonds, the old school bonds. I, I, you know, I just think they were great. You know, the old, the old boys in Q and M, uh, and you know, the, the, the sort of the James Bonds, probably before Pierce Brosnan. I just think they just, you know, it just, well, you know, Roger Moore and Sean Connery just sort of exude sort of coolness, didn't they? Yeah. Um, and I, and I think that, sure. that very much comes through in, in the sort of, you know, in, the, in their outfits. So I, I love watching films for that. That's sort of reason that you know just how cool some of the outfits and costumes can be. I watched a, a recent, I think it's on Netflix, a, a new adaptation of Rebecca, 
Oh, and some yeah. of the sort of, you know, styling of the suits in there with brave colour choices, a bit like the, um, what's that, Lauren, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio film? Can't think. Remake film of... Um, Is that... Um, 19, uh, the Great Gatsby. There we go, it. finally came. You know, brilliant sort of colours and, you know, going back to your point earlier about men being able to wear colour and having fun with things. Um, so I, I, I like watching, you know, films where they get the sort of costume right i mean my mine would be um favorite um it has to be michael kane oh yeah wicked guy my, so, michael kane cool. i i just can't tell you i mean every time even you know every time you see michael kane in the in any of the films you just think you know the italian job who cannot <laughs> you know yeah. um Exactly. So, uh, I watched him in Dirty Rotten Scoundrels last weekend, actually. Did you? A film I haven't seen for ages with Steve Martin. Oh, my God, and it's yeah. it's a sort of, you know, an aristocrat, well, some faux aristocratic English guy living on the French Riviera. Yeah. You know, fleecing, fleecing ladies, for, you know, for money. <laughs> but, you know, doing impeccably well-dressed with, you know, his sort of great manners and, um, you know, sort of joie de vivre. And also, right, the, um, the mafia film, you know, um, Godfather. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. they're just sort of seminal movies, aren't they? I mean, yeah. they're just incredible. Um, one of the films we just did, actually, one of the uh, uh, characters, Frodo. Was it Frodo or Fredo? I can never remember. Yeah. One's a chocolate bar, one's a character in a gangster film. Yeah. Um, he, he was one of the inspirations for uh, one of the main characters, one of the big films, big Hollywood films we did this year. Okay. Um, it's, it's always good to you know, go back and reference these things and you know find your inspiration in these things to, you know, it, not sort of reinvent the wheel, but just sort of yeah, no, of you know, course. It. Yeah, and um, I always look at films to gain um, you know inspiration, um, and I think yeah. it's a great way of doing that actually. What, yeah, exactly. What, what's with um, Cad and the Dandy? What's the future? We can, Daddy. What's the future? Yeah, well, where are you um, going from? I mean, I know you've got places well, it's, in it's, New York. I mean, I'm not sure we'll open so. up too many shops. I think it's far too stressful. Um, <laughs> and too far too much work to organise. You know, we're, we're, we're silly or fortunate to have, you know, sort of three spots on Savaro now. We've got our new shop, 7 to 8 Savaro, which will be our new ready-to-wear collection and okay. a workshop downstairs. 13, which is our bespoke stuff. Um which is, you know, traditional sort of tailoring shop. And then we have, we have 32 Savaro, which is our sort of coffee shop uh, and sort of, you know, hub for the trade and industry and people in Mayfair, I guess. Uh, and then, yeah, we, we're just about to move into a massive new premises in New York as well. Wow. Um, which is fantastic, cool and exciting. Um, yeah, New York, and, New York is really cool and, and exciting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, New York's okay. a great place. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, we'll continue growing in America and do more trunk shows there. I'm not sure we'll have, we'll open up too many more physical locations. Um, you know, we need to really try and find that thing called work-life balance. It's a, it's a difficult art for me. So what do you do when you actually not working, James? Uh, sleep. That's a good one. You know what, I, I'm, exactly. I, I'm, you know, I, I, I'm uh, an outdoors person. I just love being outside. Right. Um, I've got, you know, got a dog, go for dog walks and, you know, wonderful family and, and, and all those sorts of things. So as much as I can be out, uh, outside, I always am. And as much as I can, can travel, I'm always traveling. So, you know, getting out and about. I'm just looking at some of your coats and, um, I'm, yeah. I'm a great lover for tailoring. I, I can't tell you, um, especially in menswear and the great coat. That's what I'm looking at. 
and every yeah, time it's wicked, isn't it? yeah it's just like you know i feel like i need to come in and just have a look at the workmanship um there's, there's, there's so much shape in those yeah i know we, we based i know we based that off uh, an old great coat of mine, which, which was made in uh, 19, uh, 1912 or 1914. I can't remember. Okay. And we ripped it down, put it back together, obviously. We ripped it down, got the pattern, because it, it, it was just the most elegant piece. And, and that's one, you know, another one of our ready-to-wear garments, but it's all made by hand and do all the sort of traditional sort of bespoke principles. And it's just, you know, it's just a fantastic, fantastic piece that will just last forever. I mean, I'm looking at it, and, and the shape on it is just absolutely beautiful shape. That's it, exactly. Very beautiful shape. I need to come in and have a look at this coat. Anytime. You know, Jake, I've got to come in, because when I look at it, I'm thinking, oh, my God, the craftsmanship. I looked at, I actually watched the video about the cloth, um, how, um, you know, how the British cloth is much better than the Italian cloth. Well, yeah, it's woven differently, so it's just yeah. got a bit more body. And okay. you know, whether we like it or, or not, you know, we're in London, which, as we know, this summer's been totally crap. Yeah. <laughs> um, whereas, you know, you know, if we were living in Naples, we'd, we, you know, we'd want a different thing. So, you know, yeah. English cloth is, you know, made for our type of tailoring. It's made for our type of climate. It's built to give you loads and loads of shape. Italian cloths are fantastic, a lot of things. Um, and actually, I've got one of Laura Piana main guys here, so I've got to be slightly careful what I say about Italian cloth. But, it's, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's a fantastic thing. And Italians are great at design. Yeah. Um, so you know, if you want something with lots of color pattern and all that sort of stuff, yeah, the that's where it. the that's where the sort of you know yeah. the Italian mills really sort of come yeah. into their own. Um, and then you know, English cloth is you know great at giving you you know oodles, oodles and oodles of shape. Would you say the Italian shapes of uh, menswear in tailoring is very different from um, British? Um, there's a few differences between English and Italian tailoring. I mean, the big ones are that obviously Italian tailoring is a bit softer. English tailoring is a bit more sort of structured. Yeah. Um, English tailoring tends to be cleaner. So, you know, Italian tailoring is, I suppose, more about flair. So they don't tend to mind things being, you know, very tight and therefore having sort of like pulls and, and creases. But, you know, overall in an English suit, we're trying to get everything to look really, you know, fitted and clean. And is rather that... Than sort of tight and clean. And is that cut also uh, in the, in New York? Is that cut also same cut in New York, or is yeah, it Yeah, I mean, we, yeah, exactly. We, we, we all, each of our shops, we you know, we cut exactly the same. Right. But we're not one of the old school tailors where we sort of say no, we, we're not going to do that for you if you know someone comes in with their sort of their own sort of ideas and and whatever else. If if someone comes in with a wacky idea that we think is crap, then obviously we say, look, I'm really sorry, but that's not that's not for us. It's not something that we you know, we'd recommend to therefore we would have to decline making it for someone. But yeah. thankfully that's you know very rare. Because you know, people know what we you know, the garments that we're producing, they know what we specialise in. And that's you know, that's the aesthetic that luckily, you know, our our customers sort of buy into. Um have you ever come across where um where you've actually done a suit for someone and you're thinking, no, that does not work. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Have you really? Yeah. Serious? Um, oh my god. Yeah, 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 for sure. A, a, a very famous musician. I mean, oh right. Globally famous musician. Okay. And he said, "Well, yeah." And and, that, and to be honest, I I sort of agreed with him, but he wanted very long sleeves. He's a uh, you know plays the guitar, <laughs> okay. and because um, when he's on stage, you know, his arms are bent, the sleeves need to be longer. Right. But when he's sort of at ease and not playing the guitar, you know, it looked like he wouldn't need gloves in winter. <laughs> the sleeves were so long. Oh, god. But you know. 
customer, you know, customer's always right, and, and, and you know, we made it for him because he had, a, you know, had a point that he needed it for that particular thing. So, you know, we sort of just went agreed to make it wrong, so to speak. But you know, he, you know, in his mind, in his eyes, it's, you know, it's, it's right and on stage. It looks fantastic. Uh, the we only... just close our eyes when it comes off it. <laughs> the only reason why I say this is right because I actually ended up making a coat for someone and the yeah. manufacturers forgot to put the lining in <laughs> oh right, right. difficult thing to do in retrospect exactly and I'm just thinking um shouldn't this coat have a lining in there and they went no and I'm thinking oh my god and it was in it's actually in moleskin really thick oh, yeah. Yeah. moleskin right and um yeah. and I just thought okay well, now it's going to have no lining in. And it actually sold really well because I ended up getting two or three more orders for it. So it, was, it well, worked that, out. That's the, good, that's the good thing about moleskin. You know, it has enough body and weight moleskin. to it. That yeah. actually, you know, a, you know, moleskin safari jacket would be wicked, for example. Or, yeah. Yeah, just super, super um, cool, comfortable garment. And the, the best thing about moleskin is it just gets better with age. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, the other, the last question that I know you have to go because you're very busy. Um, what would you say to someone who wanted to start up their own tailoring company like yours? Uh, if you want to make lots of money, don't do it. Uh, firstly, probably. Um, <laughs> but the second thing is, you know, know you know, you've got to know know your market and um, you know understand what type of customer you're going for. What is what is your aesthetic? You know, you have to stand for something. Um, and I would just say, yeah, do, do all the research, work out what everyone else does well. And um, as long as you can beat them, then you should have a great business. On that note, thank you very much, James. I know you're in a hurry to finish off. And I'm very grateful to you pleasure. for coming on board. And I will be coming in soon. Trust me to Fantastic. see that. Look forward to seeing you. Take care, James. Pleasure to speak to you. Thank you. Cheers, Thanks. then. Bye. Bye-bye.